Hey guys, welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and today is the day that I've been waiting for for like a month now. Uh, today we have Sammy from the Netflix show The Circle. And for those of you who haven't seen the show, I just suggest you watch the show. But it is a it was a reality TV show that came out probably about about a year ago now, and it was not your typical reality TV. It was not people getting hammered on TV or trying to find love in two weeks. Uh, It was really like a social experiment, so super cool show, and Sammy was me and my friend's favorite cast member, and she eventually was voted the fan favorite at the end of the show, and... I think everyone was so pulled to her because on the show she was very genuine, down to earth, just like a a dope girl. And it was really awesome to talk to her and see that she is truly the exact same person. And especially considering that she has essentially gotten famous over the last year. So it was an amazing conversation. We talked about her time on the show and so many other things. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Hi, Sammy. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm ready for this. I'm so glad. So Mercury (laughs) is in retrograde and it tested all of our patients before we started recording, but we're good. (laughs) Um, So, oh, well, first of all, what I want to say is Congratulations on your People's Choice nomination. Thank you. It's so exciting. I can't believe it. And I saw the cutest video that you posted where you were crying and you're like, I don't know why I'm this emotional. And I was like, I know why you're that emotional. Like, that's incredible. That's Yeah, it was definitely unexpected. Yeah, I was going to say, how does that work? Like, did you get like a heads up or someone just announces it to you? Yeah, so like, it was like 7.30 eight o'clock in the morning and I was actually waiting in line at the DMV um, because I just moved to LA so I was at the DMV trying to get my driver's license and everything transferred over and I was just standing in line and looking through my DMs you know because that's what I'll do like when I have like free time I'll go through my DMs where like fans you know will message me and I'll try and respond to people and um, I had opened a couple of them and a couple of them were like oh my God, you were nominated for a people's choice. And it didn't even ring in my head, like the actual P like E E's people choice, people's choice awards. Like I didn't think anything of that. And I was just like, what do you mean a people's choice? And so I'm going through it. I'm like, wait a second, like a people's choice award. Like, and you're like, what people? And yeah, like it registered (laughs) in my head. And then one of my other fans sent me, I I emailed, I messaged them back on Instagram. I DM them back. And I was like, wait, like send me the link. And they sent it to me of the nominations. And I was like, what? And then I opened my email because I was like, they had to email me or tell me. Like, there's no way that that was just released and they didn't tell me anything. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I had uh, one of the people from um, E had emailed me and the main like contact that I go through for like all of my um, like podcasts or interviews and things like that. Jackie from Netflix, she had emailed me and she was like, you're nominated for a People's Choice Award, like congratulations, whatever. And um, so everyone at Netflix was like super excited. And yeah, that's I mean, that's I that was it. I found out once I saw the email, they were sending me all my information on like how to um, promote it and how to tell people to vote and gave me all my links. And then People's Choice made like their own, um, I guess, like cards, like like with my picture on it for People's Choice. And so they sent me that and I was just like, oh, my God, this is unreal. Like it just didn't feel real at all. That's amazing. I love it. And when is the actual like award show and you'll find out? So the award show is on November 15th and people have until October 23rd to vote. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So at the end, we're going to plug all your stuff to make sure people vote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So I want to start from kind of the beginning of this journey for you. So first of all, I did not, he- just in general, I never really get how people get on reality TV. Cause I'll just, I'll only know of a show when it's literally on my TV all of a sudden. I'm like, who gets the memo to like sign up or apply? <laughs> like, am I missing it? So same thing happened with the circle it popped up on my tv and I was like oh my god amazing but how what was applying like were you doing it for funsies did you think anything of it have you wanted to be on reality tv prior to that yeah so I kind of was I had the same mindset as you like I would see these shows and I'm like how do these people get on these shows like do I have to have an agent like do I have to be an actor like I didn't I, I thought the same exact thing and um so Long story short, after the show, I had hung out with the casting, I mean, yeah, the casting directors and producers from the show, and we became friends, and I asked them how they found me, because I had not filled out anything, I had not applied anywhere, I had not done anything, so basically, what they have is they have this, um, like, format where they grab people's Instagrams, and you know how on Instagram you can connect your email? Yes. So, basically, they take all these people and whoever has an email connected to their Instagram and they send out a mass email to all those emails that are connected to Instagram. Okay. So like, you don't have to go searching for anything. They just send out a mass email and um, it was like a casting call. I don't remember getting this email, but apparently I filled it out and um, it was back in like February of last year. And so, um, yeah, so I filled it out. And completely forgot about it. Didn't think anything of it. Because it didn't say casting for Netflix is a circle. It was just casting call, you know? Right. Um, so it didn't stick in my head. And then a couple months later, I had received a phone call. And um, she was like, it was uh, Tiffany, who was also another casting producer for the show. And she was like, hey, we loved your application. And I was like, application for what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And she was like, oh, you know, a couple months ago, we sent out a mass email, da, 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 whatever. So then from there, it was just like interview after interview. And then um, then I found out it was for Netflix and for The Circle. And then, you know, I had to sign a bunch of uh, disclosures and a lot of paperwork and stuff like that and go through a bunch of psychological interviews. But yeah, once I had, I only had one interview and it was a Skype interview that lasted like two hours long. And that was it. I had one interview and then from then on it was just I just moved through the process really really quick that's amazing that was obviously destiny yeah (laughs) it was pretty cool now as far as filming 
obviously I don't know how much I can ask. So feel free to say you can't answer things. Mm -hmm. Um, But are you truly and literally just by yourself in an apartment for filming or do you get like outside time? No. Yeah. Like we're locked in there. Um, We would get like, some days I would get five minutes of fresh air time is what they would call it, where I would have to put on headphones and goggles and they would walk me to an outside balcony that was like two inches big and closed <laughs> off. Like I couldn't see outside. They put like bamboo on the balcony so that you couldn't see outside. Um, oh, and God, so that cool. and so that no one could see us. So we would literally just stand out there and like stand. There was no chairs. We would just stand. Sometimes there'd be chairs. Um and we would just like get fresh air for like five minutes and then have to go back into the apartment. But yeah, we couldn't open our doors. We couldn't open our windows. Um, you know, nobody was in there with us only when we were tr- like being transported <laughs> realistically, like when they would come to get us to move us from one location to the next. But that was it. That's incredible. So you essentially quarantined before it was a thing. So you got practice. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I don't think it was anything like quarantine, to be real with you, because with quarantine, you still have your TV, you still have your phone, you get to see your family if you want to, you get to quarantine with someone if you want to, you can still leave and go to the grocery store or go for a walk. Like we couldn't do any of that. So it was way worse than quarantine. So I hate when so you were... people compare it because it's not the same. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So you were a hostage. Is yeah. what I understand. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. Okay. So, and how long was like the full process of filming? Cause it's kind of hard to tell when you're watching a show, like truly how long it's been. Yeah. So I was, I was there for a month. Wow. Okay. Yes. And did that ever like get to you towards the end of filming where you're like, I'm mentally ill or like, it was just so much fun that you were fine with it. It got to me actually in the beginning. Uh, like, three days in I was over it to be honest with you and I was actually um I was really sick I had a fever uh and I I was it was that time of the month so like I was just getting hit with everything possible and um you know they had to keep the lights on all day long so like I couldn't I couldn't adjust the lights I couldn't adjust the the volume on the television I mean we weren't even allowed to watch tv or listen to music either so it was just really really tough because I to be honest with you I didn't really know what I was signing up for um I never sat in the back of my head like oh I'm I'm gonna be on a tv show like it was more so just like I was in another country and I was having fun and you know for a week before filming I was with a chaperone so I got to experience you know eating food there and going out and exploring the bars and stuff like that so you know, I was thinking of it as like more of a fun trip. And then when we were on lockdown, lockdown, you know, like I said, I never wanted to be in a reality television show or thought about acting or anything like that before any of this. And I wasn't acting. So that was even better is that I got to be myself. But just being locked in there, you know, and not really preparing myself for that kind of hit me really hard. So I had a tough like, I would say the first five days. And then um, they did have a, a psychiatrist um, our psychologist on, you know, all, always around. So she came and talked to me a couple times. And then um, after that, I was like, all right, you know what, like, let me make the best of it and have fun. Because at the end of the day, we didn't really know what was happening after the show either. Like, it could have been a flop. And I did all that for nothing. So I was like, right. let me just think of it more positively. And um, once my period was over, I I was back to being normal, but I was literally like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing how like, you'll have a week and you're like, wow what's going on with me and then you're like oh it was literally just my literally yeah and I was like (laughs) oh my god I I literally like I apologized to the producer 
because there's a we have a morning producer and a nighttime producer so someone who watches us through the cameras during the day and like talks to us through the speaker um and so like I told her I was like dude I'm gonna have to buy you a present or something because she got the worst of me because she would be talking to me during the day and like there are certain things that they would ask us to do and I'm like leave me the fuck alone please leave me the fuck alone yeah did you feel comfortable to like shower be naked masturbate I don't know what you do in there like what is that there's cameras in the room yeah (laughs) so I'm actually like a nudist like I love to be naked that's my favorite thing in the world um I hate clothes so that was one of the first questions I asked when I was in LA so they flew us to LA to do psychological interviews and meet the um executives of the show and I was like they were like do you have any questions after they interviewed me and I was like honestly the only fucking question I have is can I be naked like can I sleep naked they're like yeah sure no problem so then the first night like I don't give a shit if there's cameras on me like these people have filmed so many shows and done so much shit like it's Netflix and Studio Lambert I'm sure that I'm not the first naked person that they've ever seen and it's the UK they have um they have that show um I forget what it's called but about naked people like on tv um anyway oh so they're so like they're they're used to people being (laughs) naked yeah so I'm like not thinking anything of it so I don't care so I start to take my clothes off and my daytime yeah was it my nighttime my nighttime producer came over the the speaker and was like girl what are you doing and I was like I'm getting ready for bed she was like you cannot sleep naked and I was like what do you mean and she was like we have to grab like certain shots from you sleeping at night like you can't sleep naked like she was like also there's your whole camera crew is men like, they're going to see your vagina all night. Like, no. And I was like, so what do I have to do? She's like, sleep in underwear and at least, like, a sports bra or something. So a lot of the time you see me, I'm in underwear and a sports bra. Or I'm in, like, an oversized T-shirt with no bra on. Yeah. Um, and and short shorts or, under, like, like booty sh- uh, short underwear. But, yeah, it was horrible. But, yeah, no, getting into the shower and, like, other stuff like that, I didn't really care. Um, there were a few times where, like, because you're supposed to close the door when you go to the bathroom and there are a few times I just would go to the bathroom with and they would I like I would know that they <laughs> they saw me going to the bathroom because they would put the cameras up and then my producer would come over the speakerphone laughing and I'm like dude can you, you guys care, just yeah exactly and it's so funny because when I met them all afterwards like um after filming was over they all came to my apartment so I could actually see what they looked like and so I met them all and they were like it was like five guys and they were all just cracking up, saying how funny I was. Because, like, they would be, like, not paying attention, then look over, like, my pants are off. And they're like, fuck, now we have to put the cameras up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would have such a hard time with that, too. Like, I've experienced that just on a way smaller scale. Like, I grew up with just my mom. So, I don't think of anything. Right. I'm peeing with the door open. I'm in my bra and underwear. So, like, growing up, when I, you know, started having best friends and like getting close to their family and spending the night I'd come out in my underwear and my friend's mom would be like what the fuck are yeah. you doing and I'm like oh I don't know yeah <laughs> no yeah definitely happened to me a few times that's so funny okay so something I've always wondered now to begin with the reason that I love the circle so much like first of all I love trash tv like I'm not above it by any means but I had an actual level of respect for that yeah. show because To me, I'm a psychology major. I'm obsessed with anything psychological, mental health related, anything like that. And this show truly was a social experiment. And I thought that it was it was so interesting and it was 
it was more than just watching like people being drunk and hooking up like that's entertaining on one level but it's not really fulfilling to watch but like I literally enjoyed watching people and their insecurities and who decided to present their real profiles versus catfishing and quotes so it's a it's a more respectable show in my opinion but I have always wondered just in general in the reality tv world how it affects relationships mostly I'm talking romantic relationships like I just wonder I know you have a partner from what I've seen on Instagram and I think he was your partner when you started the show so I'm curious as to how that discussion went was it like weird feels was it 100% support um yeah so I that I'm on the same page as you with like the whole psychology thing and um as soon as I heard that I was going to be locked in an apartment alone and because I'm I'm I love watching reality television but I could never imagine myself in like a Jersey Shore house or like bad girls club you know like doing stuff like that like I just could not imagine myself doing that I think the only competition show that I could really see myself on is the challenge because I'm very competitive and very athletic so um I could definitely see myself in something like that but like the whole hooking up and getting hammered and like making a fool out of myself on television for a million people to watch and like talk shit on me no I don't I couldn't do that so I'm so happy that that this is the reality show that I can say that I did. And when people watch it, I don't feel embarrassed or uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I work with children. And so like talking to families and things like that, this would never be something that I would be embarrassed for them to watch me do. You know, I think it's a very respectable thing and they can learn a lot about me. And I don't think it's very, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad at all. I think it was like a great, a very amazing show. And especially the people that I did it with are all very compassionate and real genuine people you know what I mean like we didn't we didn't leave that place or leave the show and not talk to each other like we all hung out we all got to see each other like we all talked to each other um so I love that because I've heard I've become friends with people on other reality shows where like they all hate each other because they were in a house together and got hammered and hooked up with this person and this person this person now everyone fights and you know like nobody likes each other so that aspect of it is definitely amazing. <clears throat> As for the relationship part, um, I actually had a different partner when the show started. And um, yeah, he was completely supportive of everything. And my boyfriend now, uh, we dated when I was like 19, 20 years old. So we dated a couple years ago. And we still stayed in touch over the years. So he's completely, you know, supportive of it now. We don't have run into any issues whatsoever. So um I don't know how it is for other people's relationships, but yeah, for mine being like reality television and everything that I went through and filming and then after filming and now my life now, none of it has um, intersected with my relationship whatsoever. That's amazing. I mean, that obviously says a lot about you and whatever comfort and honesty you've provided. And then obviously the security of your partner. Uh, Because... I mean, I truly wonder how I would deal with it if my partner went and did a reality TV show just because I, you know, I'm extremely self-aware and a part of me that I am self-aware of is an insecure part. And I could see how your partner being essentially famous and all of a sudden having hundreds of thousands of followers and God knows who doing what in the DMs. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) 
Yeah. So that's that I'm super glad that it hasn't affected yeah. you that way. Now, as far as your family and friends, did that all remain positive? Was there any envy? Was there any anything at all? Um, like that? So my friends that I've had, like my very, very close friends I've had in my life for eight to 10 to 15 years. So none of my friends changed. Uh, people that have been in my life for pretty much my whole life. I consider um, none of that has changed and my family never changed. My family is very like, I mean, if you, you watch the show and you saw how I am, that's very much how my family is. Like we don't, uh, we're very, just very honest and open and uh, welcoming people. So I, that's just the way I was raised and the people that I have around me are the type of energy that I give out, you know? So yeah, nothing really yeah. changed. The only thing that, um, I, I had one friend that changed, but we had only been friends for two years and I had met her in Miami while I lived in Miami for the three years. And she totally like her whole personality and outlook on me changed. And, um, it was, it was horrible. And so I had to, I had to cut that friendship yeah. off literally like two months after the show aired and we had been friends for over two years. So that kind of sucked. Um, but honestly, that's the only negative that has come out of any of this in my life with friends or family like just that one person changed completely and other than that everyone else is the same but so I'm from South Florida and I'm not at all shocked to find out that the person who went weird on you mm-hmm. was from Miami that's yeah uh... <laughs> it was like crazy like I, I don't even I, don't, I won't talk bad about it but it was just kind of the um can you repost my picture on Twitter can you share my instagram picture on your instagram story yeah uh, yep that i mean that has miami right yeah exactly <laughs> and i was just like for what you've never asked me to do that in the past two years why are you asking me to do it now yeah like you don't want me to share your stuff when i right have exactly followers, so, so what is it you know what i mean like <laughs> so i was just like yeah. i'm cool off that that's i'm good i don't need that at all yeah i have i'm similar to it seems the way you are with your friends. Like I have three or four best friends and they've been here four years. Um, and one of them still lives in Miami. I got out of there because I just literally mentally cannot handle so many parts of South Florida, but we always talk about how Miami is, I don't want to overgeneralize, but it is just a fact that it is a place that is, like hugely a facade and even when you think you've met your people and you're talking about the same stuff you're talking about the same spiritual stuff the same mental health stuff you connect about anxiety depression whatever it is and then all of a sudden they do Miami things and you're like wait literally like that that's exactly what happened too because I was like damn like the things that she has called me and, and told me and like you know asked me to do and like you know, came over and, and has like in my space, in my apartment, you know, like I don't, I don't invite everybody to my, where I live, you know, that's my space. That's my everything. So just like, I'm like, I let you into my home. Like I've given you things like we, you know, we've given each other things. Like I thought this was a friendship, you know what I mean? Like, um, and it just wasn't, it just wasn't at all. And it sucks. And, you know, the people and she was you know born and raised from Miami but the people that I'm still friends with there um that I still talk to 
like aren't from there you know like my one friend from yes. was from montana she moved back to montana my other friend's from kentucky she's moving back to kentucky like those are the only people that i'm really really close with that are still there that you know i still see every time i go back to miami yeah if you're really like a sensitive uh, feeling like kind of person I think it's really hard to stay long term in Miami especially if you're talking about the literal city of Miami (coughs) thankfully I grew up um I don't know if you ever heard of Pembroke Pines when you were living there I worked in Pembroke Pines a couple times so okay yeah so that's where I grew up so I was I literally went to college and I would tell people oh I've only ever been to Miami like two or three times and it's because just driving there I'm like well this it's far is it's far from Pembroke Pines too <laughs> yeah and it feels even further because you're almost dead 40 oh, yeah, times on the way horrible <laughs> all right so I'm glad we could connect on that uh, <laughs> now as far as now what that show brought you as far as social media I kind of watched your I started following you right away when I started watching the show. And then I watched that really quick rise in like following. Obviously that happens when something that you're on comes out on Netflix. And I wonder what that's been like for you, like the pressure to keep it up. Um, I saw a few weeks back that you started to ask like, Hey, what do you guys want to see? And then some people were like, Ew, don't do that. But it's like, you're literally just asking. Like, you have a following. You're asking what they're interested in knowing or hearing. So I don't know why you got any negative feedback on that. But I just obviously imagine that there's a pressure that you're yeah, feeling. Yeah, so in the beginning, it was really hard because not for nothing, this shit kind of happened overnight. You know what I mean? Like, for a good three yeah. months, I was just gaining followers, like, ridiculously, ridiculous amounts. Like, my phone was not stopping for the first three months and um so I hit a million followers like so quick and I was like wow like I literally have one million followers on Instagram like right before the show I only had eight thousand so that's like that's a lot of fucking people to happen so quick um and so you know my following before the circle was very positive I was always talking about anxiety and I was talking about my life and you would see me cry on Instagram and I would post makeup and I would dance and I would I was completely 1000% me and I had such a positive following you know all my all the people that followed me were very positive and um I never really heard anything negative on my Instagram like ever and so then all of a sudden negativity was just like at an all-time high because so many people were loving me of course Mm -hmm. so many people hated me too and so um you know the first negative thing I did which I learned really quickly to stop you know I stopped doing it after like probably two weeks um I would search my name on Twitter and and not for nothing like majority of it was all positive like what I would have to say is I was the most loved you know what I mean like I that was all that you saw would be people loving me. But then there would be like two comments of people saying that they hated me and it would ruin my day for like three, three days straight. It would be like, I would be anxious as fuck thinking about it. And I'm like, why do I give a fuck what Susie from fucking Connecticut thinks? Like, I don't, why would I give a fuck about this bitch? But I would, and I would be like stressing and I'm like, (laughs) you know what? I'm going to stop searching my name. And so once I stopped searching my name, I was like, all right, cool. And then, um, 
I went on my Instagram and there were a lot of things that I didn't like that people were bringing up. So I just went in my settings and I blocked out certain words from my comments. And I did that mad early in like probably like March. I blocked out like a bunch of words that so that people can't comment about them anymore. Um, and so Good. that's really it. Like once I, I blocked out like those triggering words for me um, and the things that I didn't want people to talk about under my post. Now I just I did. I stopped giving a fuck like I didn't care. Um, and so, yeah, once I reached a million followers, it was like, wow, that's great. And then I started to lose followers like really quickly because the show started to die down and I wasn't, you know, there's other shows coming out and you stop being the most popular. People only follow what's most popular at that time. Like there were so many famous people in my DMs tweet, like on Twitter, tweeting me, um, like DMing me on Instagram, liking my pictures, commenting under my pictures. And then once it stopped being hot, then they, then that's it. Like I stopped seeing those people in my DMs or commenting my shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, and it's crazy that even famous people that, you know, we're following the hype at the time, stop doing that shit. And I'm like, we're like, I'm not saying we're on the same level, but like, there are people that, um, I've music artists that I've been listening to for years, literally years who were DMing me and talking to me. Like, it wasn't like I'm reaching out to these people. And so, you know, after a while, like I'm a very, um, I'm very personable. So like, if you're DMing me, like, I'm going to DM back and, like, talk about shit. Or if I see something cool in your story, I'm going to be like, oh, that's dope. You know, like, I'm going to let people know. I'm always going to be supportive. So that was something that was really corny to me after the show. Like, I would say, like, five, six months after the show, I could tell that the people who were, like, DMing me and, and trying to talk to me when the show was hot um, had either, like, muted me or put put my message you know how like if you have a business account on instagram you can have like your dms and then you have your general dms so i could tell that they moved me to general so that they don't see my dms anymore like i pick up on that shit because i'm so like i'm such an overthinker and like like now that i have a a, like nine hundred thousand followers on instagram i see how instagram works in that way so i know how their instagram looks yeah so that so then i start overthinking shit so i was like you're corny you know because it was more times than not that these people did that like you know they were coming to me during during it being popping and then now it's like let me mute her because i don't want to unfollow her because if i unfollow her then it's gonna be a problem so let me mute her and just act like you know i'm still here but i'm really not yeah, and it, it just comes off as right. super inauthentic. And I think the problem with a lot of people who reach any kind of celebrity is that they just become inauthentic. And maybe it's because of obviously things they've been through that I sure as shit cannot really do. But that's just what happens at the end of the day. And like the thing you talk about anxiety, my podcast is almost always centered around anxiety because I struggle pretty badly with it. And when people like you or I use the word overthinking, it's funny because I think that comes from, yes, it's true. If you have anxiety, you overthink. But I think people outside of us have given it that label because really at the end of the day, everything we're thinking yeah. is fucking true. Like you said, you it was fucking true that you weren't overthinking. Right, they exactly. Literally did and so you just noticed because anxiety mm-hmm. makes you hyper aware mm-hmm. and so that's what see. happened and so that's really where a lot of my anxiety started to come from too because then I'm starting to look like damn do I look like do I look corny like do I look like I'm reaching for friendships to happen like do I look like I'm trying to get this popular person to see me and I'm like wait hold up why am I even thinking like that when these people reach out to me first 
you know what I'm saying? So that was that was the part where I had to like yeah. take a step back too, because I'm like, wait a second, these people were trying to talk to me. <laughs> That's the only reason we're here right now. That's the only reason I have any access to DMing them. So that was really tough yeah. to deal with too, because I'm trying to balance you know, in my head, I'm not thinking I'm popular or famous or a big deal or anything like that. So I'm still thinking like, I'm just a fan to these people or, you know, whoever I'm talking to, but then going out, um, which was another real big anxiety for me. Um, people noticed me everywhere I went, like almost every time I leave the house, wherever I go, someone notices me. And so it gets, it was a little bit overwhelming. Um, because I have really bad like social anxiety like around a lot of people and I also like I said I'm I'm overthinking things so like if someone screams my name um, because I wasn't used to it yet I wouldn't have the reaction that I think that a lot of people would want me to have like I wouldn't be like hey like what's up you know which I've 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 right yeah, I would like, I'm better at it now you know my initial reaction is to be like hey but like before I'd be like oh god like why you know like please don't come up to me and then so then I would overthink that afterwards I would be like damn do they think that I'm mean like are they gonna go tell their friends that like I wasn't fun or like that that I was horrible or that I was mean or like are they gonna go on Twitter and tweet about meeting me and be like oh my god Sammy was like horrible to me like don't ever talk to her like I would overthink literally everything and I would yes. sit there for like hours and think about it and it just happened actually recently I was um in San Diego with my family and my boyfriend and so it was me, my cousin, his girlfriend, my boyfriend, and my little cousin were walking. And some girl saw me and was like, Sammy, and like got super excited. But I was like mid stride, like walking, and she was behind me. And so I turned and I was like, hi, how are you? And kept walking. But then like I got in the car and I was like, oh my God, was that fucking rude? Like, should I have stopped? And everyone in the car was like, what are you talking about? No, like you were walking. Like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh my God, I feel like a fucking idiot. Like, she probably thinks like I'm so rude. I should have stopped and like said hi to her. And they were like, you need to chill out. Like, you need to relax. I know that has to be so hard, especially if you have social anxiety and like just knowing what that feels like. Like, I know when I'm having my super quiet days and like I go by myself to a coffee shop and I plan my whole day alone and it's like a recharge day. If I ran into even like an acquaintance, yeah. I'd be like, fuck. So much less that there is a fan who now I have to be like, oh my God, thank you. Hi, yes, love you too. Pictures, okay? I would yeah, be like, exactly. I'm dead, bitch. And like, I can't. And my boyfriend's really good about it because, <laughs> like, he'll be like, um, like, if I take a picture of something or whatever, or whatever happens, we'll be like, all right, come on, let's go. Like, he'll be, he'll be the bad guy, you know? He'll be like, oh, let's go. Like, we got to go, you know, things yes. like that, which is cool, which is great. Yeah, and, perfect. like, um, when it first happened and I went to uh, Pride in Cape Coral in Florida with my best friend, he was very much like that, also, like, People were going crazy and wanted to take all these pictures of me. And then we had to be somewhere. And he was like, all right, she's got to go. Like, she can take pictures with you guys later. Sorry. Like, so it's good that the people around me, like, are are able to be able to do that so that I don't look like the bad guy. Like, they don't care looking like the bad guy. Yeah. And I think, I mean, pretty much any time I've heard a negative celebrity story that includes, like, this person was mean. Like, I take that with a grain of salt because I'm like, do you understand like really what you're doing? Like you're a random person approaching someone. And I know you feel like, you know, them, like we all watched you on TV. Yep. We know you, you're Sammy, but you don't know wh- who the fuck am I? You've literally never heard of me in your whole life. I'm approaching you 
at dinner with your family, when you're at the airport with your kids, when whatever. So yeah, someone's reaction is weird. Like, I just think the idea of a fan and who the person is, who is a fan is sometimes just super out of touch with reality and like holding people to a standard that they right. would not want to be held yeah, to. Yeah, like it sucks because sometimes I don't feel so, like taking pictures and and I don't feel like being happy or smiling. Like me and my boyfriend, when we were traveling from Philadelphia to Miami, we had to drive because we were then we were moving our stuff from Miami to LA. And everywhere we stopped, we stopped at mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A, we stopped at Panera, we stopped at McDonald's. Every single time we stopped, one of the workers knew who I was. And like to the point where I walked in McDonald's and I come out of the bathroom and there was two people that work there waiting for me outside of the bathroom and they're like hey can we please take a picture with you and mind you like I'm wearing the same clothes that I've been wearing for the past like almost 48 hours I've been shoved in a car with both of my dogs and my cat all freaking out because we've been in the car for over 48 hours I'm tired I'm hungry my hair is a mess like I have no makeup on I haven't slept like I did not want to even I barely even wanted to talk to my own boyfriend who I was locked in the car with so like and they're like wanting to take oh, pictures absolutely. and I'm like, dude, like, no, I don't want to. But, you know, I put on a smile, whatever. I took the picture. But like if that if I ever saw that picture, I'd probably cry because I know I look terrible, absolutely terrible. So it's things like that where I just wish people would be like a tiny, tiny bit considerate. Yeah, I think people. I don't know what it is and I don't know why it is, but they think that you have now become superhuman or, like I owe or something. something like I don't know what when... people think yeah so well I'm so glad that you've done the thing at least where like you're blocking certain trigger words for you you're not looking at comments I don't know how into podcasts you are or if you know or listen no, to Joe Rogan at all but oh my god if you like oh, podcasts yeah? please listen to the Joe Rogan podcast if yeah um but he talks a lot about every time he has a guest on, he somehow it gets brought up that like this, it's always celebrities, obviously, and famous people. And they're always like this comment, this comment. And it comes up literally almost every episode. And Joe is like the number one believer in like, he will post something on Instagram and run away. He doesn't wait to see what happens. He doesn't wait to see who likes it. He doesn't give a shit what anyone says. And like, there will be people who come on the show who will try to be like, no, I can handle it. I can look at comments. But then they spend half an hour talking about one comment. And Joe is like, you obviously literally cannot handle it because no one can handle that. And like every celebrity I've ever heard talk about this said word for word, the same thing you said. 99% of the comments are absolutely lovely and kind because most people are normal human beings. And then there's these creepies online that are like, we hate you and we hope you die. And they, I don't know what's going on with them, but that's what sticks out to you. Yeah. So it's, and it's nothing to beat yourself up about. It's nothing to say like, oh, why do I care? Just know that you care. And then like, just don't look at it. So I'm so glad that you did that like quick. And I'm sure it's because obviously it seems that you've dealt with mental health issues and it also seems like you've dived into it and you're very self-aware. So you're probably pretty good at setting boundaries for yourself, which is. Yeah, and I think that's, like, the key to mental health for anyone, especially if you actually do struggle right. with anything in particular. So, I wanted to 
finish up with the topic of your sexuality. You, on the show, you talked about being bisexual and just yesterday was National Coming Out Day and you made a really beautiful post about it and you are bisexual and there is a stigma, there is a fetishization of it, there is a dismissal of being bisexual. Um, Now, mind you, that's what I've seen and experienced have you had that experience? What has that been like for you coming out, especially on a yeah, large um, scale level? So I came out to my family when I was in, I told my cousin in sixth grade. So when, right when I went into middle school, but then I like had like an in-school boyfriend. <laughs> so it was like, we never hung out outside of school or anything like that, but you know, and then, um, oh yeah, that's how that goes. My freshman year. <laughs> high school I started to realize it and I think I told my parents in 10th grade um and then I had a girlfriend for three years so you know my my parents were all very supportive everybody in my family was very supportive about it um but yeah I definitely dealt with um people like guys fetishizing that stuff you know like when I'm single and talking to people and they know I'm bisexual it's like oh you want to have a threesome like oh like like this that and the third and that's such a turnoff like I don't I I don't think there's anything more (laughs) than that that could be a turnoff it's so just not like right exactly why is that that? how do we get there you know what I mean like (laughs) And so when people even say that, I'll be like, okay, let's get another guy. And then, like, the whole conversation is shut down and it becomes negative. But, like, why are you saying that? Why are you bringing that up? You know oh, what I mean? Like, course, if you're going to like, be an ass, I'm going to be an ass about it. So, yeah, that's definitely um, – that definitely was a problem. And then in college, uh, my freshman year going – my freshman year of college, I was still dating my girlfriend and – or my ex-girlfriend. And I was um, – you know, just going to parties and stuff like that. And I've had my ass grabbed and uh, people be like, oh, aren't you that lesbian chick? Like, because I, I I was also a virgin. Like, okay. I had never been with a guy before. Um, so, and people knew that because I went to a, a Catholic school, Catholic college, only 30 minutes away from where I graduated high school. And there was like 15 people from my high school that also went to the college, older than me in my ex-girlfriend's grade, oh. my grade. So people knew who I was just from like high school and things like that so everyone knew like my business and so you know guys knew that I had never you know had intercourse with a man before and things like that so yeah people would just say crazy things crazy crazy things but like I'm I have very tough skin and um you know I'm very much like one of the guys so like I would just ball break with everybody else you know other than the time that I got my ass smacked that that I was about to fist fight somebody but other than other than that yeah like I, sure. I pretty much just let <laughs> shit roll off my uh roll off me but definitely gets annoying like that was something that was so annoying and still annoying till this day like I post my boyfriend anywhere and there's like 10 people in the comments like I thought she was a lesbian what happened to being a lesbian 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 and I'm like where the fuck yeah. did I ever say I was a lesbian I would love to see that where did I where did anyone say I've never it's never come out of my mouth and I've never openly come out as being a complete lesbian but people still don't still don't understand what it means to be bisexual either. Yeah, because people, I mean, how often have literally any of us heard, like, 
that's an excuse right. they're just not comfortable to or like all people will be like and i'm like how well you've mm, had a boyfriend no, just listen. for this m- amount of time like how do you like girls what does that mean that doesn't mean anything <laughs> like right it's the same it's the same right. thing for a completely hetero person you also had an ex-girlfriend before right. your new like i just like it, new people it, it <laughs> blows my mind that people still just don't understand it at all Yeah, and I hope to live in a world I where one say, day, like, we don't even have sorry, to I didn't explain mean to this. Or I have... will say that it has changed from when I was no, 15, 16, dating my ex-girlfriend to being 26 now. You know, in the past 10 years, it's gotten a lot more open and, and talked about. And, um, you know, it's not just LGBTQ or LGB anymore, you know, or L- uh, yeah, you know, what I'm, you know what I mean? Like, now it's LGBTQAI+. Right. And all of these other... Um, sexualities that we you know are just so grateful to have now and people can talk about things and pride is just like getting bigger and bigger every year and it's not just like the because growing up the only pride I ever heard of was New York but now there's like California New York everywhere like different cities are doing their own pride and um, Miami like Wynwood last year they did their first pride ever in Wynwood like crazy you know it's just like it's, it's just getting better and better and I love it Yeah, no, it's it's definitely come a long way. And, like, what I was saying before is that I hope to live in a world where, like, we just don't really need titles because everyone is allowed to do literally whatever they want without an explanation Absolutely. to someone who doesn't understand it. So did you of ever course. hear of Wilton Manors when you were living wall. in South Florida? I've been, I've been to Wilton Manors. Okay. Pride. Yes. So it's like. Florida's version of San Francisco is what I call it. (laughs) And I used to live right literally off of Wilton Drive. And all the gay men would be like, so you're gay. And I would be like, oh, I believe sexuality is fluid. That was my sentence. And they literally hated it. Like, they were like, we need an answer. And I'm like, I have no answers for you. I'm like, I'm attracted to whatever human I happen to be attracted to. (laughs) Like, I don't know who... Or what Mm -hmm. it's going to be. But it just happens that way. So I, you know, it's like I understand why labels are needed. And people should be absolutely proud of whatever they've chosen for themselves. But, like, I think dreamland is where we stop asking each other who we're fucking. Because that's literally what you're asking. (laughs) Like, that's I feel like Like it's just an invasion of privacy. You know (laughs) what I mean? Or just, like, it's not even that. Like, I really don't mind talking about it. But I've gotten, like oh, you're bisexual? Yeah, I'm bisexual, but you have a boyfriend. What What do you mean, but? <laughs> like, things like that, uh, you know? Just the responses afterwards is what's really annoying. Like, if you could just be like, oh, this is what I am. Yeah, yeah like, this who, is who I am, this is what I do. Okay, great, good for you. <laughs> Boom, conversation over, move along. Right, right. And it's been, it was amazing just, like, just even the way you presented it on this show and have talked about it after, like, you, and it's literally just you being authentic. I know this was not, like, a calculated thing, but, like, you're just, it's not a huge deal, and it's just enough of a thing that, like, you give it a platform, which is super powerful, but you don't make it this extreme thing, and I think that's, like, a really important balance to start to normalize things and make people who have a hard time understanding these things like 
just a little more calm. Like it's, it's no, really yeah, not a major sure. thing and at the end of the day. That's, um, like with my post yesterday, I didn't want it to make like a hashtag national coming out day. Like so proud of myself for being by bis- No, cause that's not how I am. And that's not how I want it to be. And I literally say all the time, like if my kids are gay, like I don't want them to have a fucking coming out day. I want them to come home with a boyfriend or come home with a girlfriend. Like I don't want to have that sit down conversation of what I did with my parents, even though, yes, it was a very positive experience. And my parents are very welcoming and had open arms for me. Like they didn't give a fuck about anything. But like, I don't want my kid to think that they have to do that because my sister never sat down and said, hey, I'm straight. I know she came home with a boyfriend and was like, this is my boyfriend. All of my sisters came home. Correct. This is my boyfriend. Why did I have to have that day where I felt like I needed to sit in my bed I know, and cry so... for seven hours and explain to my parents that I think I like girls and stress and make myself throw up? You know what I mean? Like, why I did I have to do that? I don't so want my kids sad. to do that. <clears throat> so if my kids are gay, I want them to just come home with the person that they're with. Yeah. I know. I That's so powerful because I was literally going to say the fact that a child like you said even though you at the end when you said it it was positive and that's such a blessing and that's beautiful but like you were literally tormented prior to that just of the idea that there's a an an idea in society that you have to announce (laughs) if you like the same sexuality but if you like the opposite sex you're good you don't have to say anything that's normal that's expected but like there has to be an event for you to tell me right like why like girls also to do and it didn't you know what I mean like even when I talk to my parents about it like I say the same thing like I don't want my kids to have to to do that and my parents were always like but you didn't have to do that and I'm like but society told me that I had to do that I had to feel like I had to do that you know like I didn't know any other like bisexuals or you know it was more so like girls you know drinking before the age of 21 and hooking up and being like oh my god I kissed a girl (laughs) you know thinking it was like a fun thing and you know guys Uh, would get yeah all excited about it because they're fucking 16 years old but you know like I knew I didn't I know now if I went back in time like that I wouldn't have to do that with my parents because my parents didn't really genuinely didn't care but it was more so society telling me and like even leading up to it before I told my parents about it like um I had already been talking to my ex-girlfriend and we had already been creating a relationship so like there was rumors going around in school that we were like making out in the hallways which we never did like you know things like that so people were already like making it so much more terrible than it needed to be and making me feel like like they never talked about bob and jessica in the hallway making out but like because they heard that two girls might like each other, they're going to make up rumors that we're doing these things but we, that we weren't doing. So that was also a buildup um, of a few like months before I told my parents. So it was just like everything that could have been negative going through my head. Yeah, well, thank you for continuing to be honest about it and making people educating people and helping people to understand because that's just that's a responsibility all of us have at the end of the day is to challenge people to have hard conversations to teach people if they need to be taught to answer questions and I know that you're super open to that so that's now what is next for you why'd you move to LA (laughs) are you gonna be a superstar to be honest with you like (laughs) I'm 26 now I know that's not old I feel that and you know I know I still I'm very young but I feel like you know, I moved to uh, Miami when I was 22. And so 
I was able to experience, you know, the party phase. I worked in one of the biggest strip clubs or nightclubs in, you know, in the country. And I met so many famous people. And, you know, I got to do a lot of shit for, for you know, three years. I got to experience a lot of yeah. stuff. And so now, you know, I'm I'm about to receive my master's in December. So I'll be done with school. And, um, you know, it'll be me sitting for the board exam and having a job that I've been working the past seven years for to, to work and do and progress in. So, um, California is one of the biggest locations for applied behavior analysis, which is what I do, ABA therapy. And, um, so it's just, I had heard my supervisors and other therapists talk about it over the last three years of being a therapist in Miami, you know, talking about how great California is for this and, um, how there's so many opportunities here. So, I had always wanted to move to California, but I had actually, uh, my, my idea was going to San Diego, not so much LA. And then, um, my boyfriend really wanted to move to LA. Like that was always his dream to come here. So we were just like, fuck it, let's do it. You know, during a pandemic, why not? So, you know, so we just, we packed up our shit within like three weeks, packed up our whole lives and just drove across the country and drove from Philadelphia to Miami, then Miami to, to LA. And we've been here for, we moved in. July, August, yeah, July, June, I don't know, July, <laughs> July, so July, August, October, so we've been here for like three months now, um, and that's really it, like, I just received a new therapist job, um, so I've been doing that, I finished school December 11th, I graduate, and yeah, that's really it, I, I don't really see myself, I mean, yeah, of course, like, the influencer shit and Instagram is great, but that's not, like, my dream, um, I would love to act, but I can't do anything because I'm still yeah. on Netflix contract for a few more months. Um, so, but yeah, no, I don't know. I don't really, other, the only plan I have right now is just finishing school and um, dealing with my therapist job and doing influencer Instagram shit on the side. But yeah, my main goal right now is just finishing school. Now, ABA therapy, is that specifically for children with autism because i know you mentioned that on the show so it's a generalized therapy is it a generalized therapy uh, many different diagnoses um because you know my first company was strictly autism but then i worked for another company that was just disabilities in general and um so yeah you can use it for whatever but the company i work for now also is just a general disabilities uh kind of center and um but you can like my my degree my master's degree is applied behavior analysis for autism so it's very specific so what will it look like once you get so your I'll become a supervisor I'll become a what your career will be um analyst is what my title would be behavior analyst a, B, a BCBA and um mm-hmm. Basically, right now I'm a therapist, so I I give one-on-one therapy to one child. So I'm in a room, it's me and one child, or we're at the house or at school. Um, And then I have to report back to my supervisor. Now, my supervisor is the one who makes the whole treatment plan, will tell us what level my child is on, um, what things we need to work on, what we don't need to work on. They're more so in contact with billing and and insurances and dealing with the family and dealing with the office and things like that. So not they're not one-to-one with these children. So that's what I'll be doing once I, well, I would have to find a job, obviously, as a supervisor first, but um, that's what I would be. Just more so, I would be dealing with treatment plans, families, um, I guess, like, the hard work. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, you are so level-headed. You obviously have, like, a lot of layers to you. And I think that, (laughs) I mean, that's my favorite kind of person, is someone who, you see them as one way, like, okay, yeah, they're dope. They're very cute. They're on Instagram. Here they are. But, like, all, like, your drive, your motivation, you did not get off track with your actual career goals. Like, you're not getting lost in the sauce over here so I think that's fucking amazing and I'm so happy for you and I will continue to watch you and see what happens and I'm so excited for what you do next and not in any kind of a celebrity or Instagram way but like literally you doing what fulfills you and makes you happy so that is all thank you so much for chatting with me it means the whole universe you are just as lovely as I thought you'd be and I appreciate you being open and vulnerable I know you're in a position where it's probably very easy (laughs) to be suspicious of people so it's an honor that you um took a little trust dive absolutely thank you so much jumped on here with me and talked with me I would have to say this is probably one of my favorite podcasts that I've done and I've done a lot of fucking podcasts I've done a lot of fucking interviews and um but this one was definitely this was dope it was very calm and cool and just felt like talking to like a friend it didn't feel like I was being interviewed for once good I'm glad that's always the point so I'm glad it it came across that way (laughs) instagram youtube and twitter as it's sammy um and for the people's choice award i will be um i put that on my instagram story every single day so people can just easily swipe up and not have to go searching for it um and i do have it in my instagram bio every once in a while but voting is done on october 23rd and the people's choice award is on november 15th so we'll find out if i won or lost (laughs) Okay, and y'all better vote. I'm not playing with you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bye. Sammy. We'll talk soon.